Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode number 145, an episode uh, where, you know, I mean, we've, we've seen it, boys. It happened earlier this evening. Lucas Pisa is advancing to the Stanley Cup Final, which is, of course, a landmark moment, I feel like, in the history of this program. We're going to get into all of that and We deserve more. a cup ring, by the way, if he wins. <laughs> yes? Yeah, we do. This show in particular? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm just Canucks fans. Yeah. I mean, I, I should have, like, obviously everyone said Vegas was going to suck at the beginning of the year, but I should have known, like, well, they have Spiza on their team, uh, and, like, what would be the most Canucks thing possible? Him winning the Stanley Cup. So. <laughs> Immediately. Yep. I, I failed to take that into consideration. I'm Stefan Heck. I'm Justin Morissette. Oh, you didn't even. Okay. Well, wow. with me once again, as always, is. Oh, John. Oh, I just said my name. He yeah, already John, said it. Got John Cullen? Yeah. yeah I'm back. I'm back after my retire. I retired after last episode, and I, just, I'm here again. I did see someone say they were glad you were not leaving because yeah. they're your, fa- your low key favorite. That's right. Kristen Cobert. Uh, Thank you, Kristen. Uh, to that to which I say, how dare you, Kristen? To uh, that I say, it's great to finally hear from someone who has the correct opinion. Um, are we so speaking of correct opinions? Are we are we going to keep what we were talking about before the show as part of the show? Yeah. Are you just going to like play that, I, Dan? Or are we just leaving I think that? Should in? we that re, should be like a pre-show? Sh- thing, should yeah. we reboot it? Should we restart that conversation right now? now about chips? Like I'm going to say. The, like, oh, what were we talking about again? How we were chips talking about uh, chips and chocolate bars. And we were talking about Big and... Turk, is what we were yes. talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, and how I. So yeah, because we because Stefan said, hey, we haven't talked about. Uh, I haven't talked about having you a, know a food, uh, food debate food debate recently. on the show. Yeah, people like that. I mean, that's always good. You know, we we did it like twenty episodes ago, mm-hmm. so might as well go right back to that. It's well, a good thing when we're in like sweeps, we duck yeah. into the yeah, food yeah, debate. Exactly. Yeah, because exactly. people get mad. I just was saying someone on my Facebook had a take, or I don't even know. Maybe this is already in, Dan. Maybe you're leaving this. Maybe that was when you started recording. I don't fucking remember. But anyway, someone was like, oh, what's the best chocolate bar? And I wrote Big Turk just to like stir the pot because mm-hmm. I thought people would like... it's gross. No, nah, Big Turk is great. But I wouldn't say it's... I wouldn't say... It's one of my favorites, but I wouldn't say it's like the best chocolate bar. What's in Big Turk again? It's like, uh, it's like that kind of like uh, sweet... It's like a... It's cherry it's Turkish kind of. delight. It's Turkish delight. It's it Turkish Turkish delight. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not exact. I mean, I think Turkish delight isn't Turkish delight like icing sugar. It's uh, like chocolate, but then, but like normal Turkish, Turkish sucks ass though, right? Isn't that the whole no, thing? Turkish like, delight's delicious. It's a, Tur- it's a delight. It's in the name. Legit. No, I know, but I remember it just being a big thing where they gave it to like the fat kid in uh, in the book about like the cupboard. Oh yeah, the Chronicles they, of Narnia. Lion yeah, I mean, I, I think my description was probably. More accurate. I, I, well, um, I mean, I gave the exact title of the work. Okay, so, so we're gonna do. A, this is the other debate we're gonna have. Well, I thought you were talking this. about Indian in the cupboard. Oh, well, no, that's a no, different thing the, altogether. Okay, so Turkish delight, fat kid cupboard. What do you think? The of? First yeah. Nations in the cupboard. Justin, Sorry. how dare you well, be so Well, that's the name of the book. I know. It was but, a classic. Is it a book? I, I thought it was just a movie. It they was made a, a movie. It was a book, and then they made a movie. Yeah, I read the book. I remember I had it on VHS, and it came with a little cupboard. And but yeah, with the with the toy happened. in it, yeah, that's yeah, right. But nothing happened. I had the same thing too. I had that toy also. 
Yeah. It was just like a little, it was like a, basically the size of an army man. Mm-hmm. It's like the one toy where making, like using your imagination makes it worse because like the whole point of the movie is like, I, well, I forget it. You don't have to use your imagination. Yeah, exactly. He That's comes the, to life. Exactly. When so you, you turn the like, key. Yeah. You open the, yeah, this, I think this had a key too. And you open the cupboard and it was just like the same, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, well. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. know what does low like fantasy the, mean. I just looked it up, and it's like the Indian in the cupboard is a low fantasy children's novel. High fantasy is where uh, there's like elves. But oh, it's like, I see. There's like it's in like a different language. So like, low, you know I mean? low fantasy like, is like there's only one mystical thing. Oh, I see. Otherwise, everything is the same. Oh, okay. low fantasy is the type of fantasy that uh, gets on like the New York Times bestseller list. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because she really leaned into it. She wrote five books. The Indian in the Cupboard, The Return of the Indian, The Secret of the Indian, The Mystery of the Cupboard, and The Key to the Indian. Mm. So Seems like she could have kind of covered all that in one book. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she did. Like, even the titles alone, you're like... The Key was in the first book. Yeah, it says, All those stories revolve around a young boy discovering the powers of a magical cupboard that turns toys into real living beings, specifically a toy plastic Iroquois Indian figure. Uh, this book was reviewed by the New York Times, where it was called the best novel of the year. Really feels like uh, like Night at the Museum is like stepping on that a little bit, you know. I mean, that's a comedy, I guess. Uh, the one thing I remember about the movie is that it was like really sad. Yeah, it's weird. the The kid's name was Omri too, which I, I just am remembering that reading it, and you're like, no one. They should have gone back to him as like a teen or an adult, and he would put like a dildo and a flashlight in the cupboard. <laughs> There, yeah, and clearly then, you have to do that, right? I think yeah. that's the next logical. Well, was step. it the cupboard that was magic, mm-hmm. or the key, Mm-mm. or was the magic inside him all along? It was just water. Well, I think if he turns the dildo <laughs> in the cupboard, then the magic will definitely be inside of him. <laughs> so my question is: so if you put like a, it has to be like a realistic dildo, so it looks like a dick, right? Not like, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. One of the, not one of those little like purple plastic. Yeah, because uh, the cupboard would get confused. Yeah, so it, <laughs> it it's needs like a, to know it's what like it's making realistic, bigger. It's a realistic dildo. It could have a suction cup on the end. It doesn't have to. <laughs> I think it would be best if it did, because then it could like hop along. On yeah, it. I guess that's well. That's yeah. That's true. No, but it could hop along on its balls, right? That's true. What I want to well, know yeah. is, would it? Tur- <laughs> this is, I think, the debate. Forget the food debate. Yeah, would it turn into just a? a like a disembodied penis and it would just like flop around or not even flop around. It would just be like bleeding or would it turn into like a, like a person, but he's like shaped like a dick. So the balls are like his arms or something. No, I think it turns into a disembodied penis. Yeah. Right. But, but I have, I'd have to go back and watch, but what toys he puts in, he puts in like an army man figure, but it's like a figure of an Iroquois. Man. Okay, right. And, so then that's and, what turns him into like a real. Isn't, doesn't he do a couple of them? And then, well, then he, he puts does a cowboy that, in. And yeah. I, I remember in the movie the cowboy gets shot. He does do a cowboy, and then they fight. So that's the yeah. whole thing. Is like so it says uh, Omri uh, puts the he yeah he gets a key from the cupboard. He puts the Indian in the cupboard. Uh, when he awakens the following morning, he discovers the toy has been brought to life as a three-inch tall Iroquois man. After a bewildering first encounter, Omri and the Indian come to an understanding, and the reader eventually learns the Indian is named Little Bear. Uh, they explore his house, blah, blah, blah. He does this with a horse and a toy soldier. Soon, Omri's best friend Patrick finds out about the magic cupboard and brings a toy cowboy named Boone to his house to test the cupboard's properties. Despite Omri's warning not to put Boone in the cupboard, as Boone and Little Bear will inevitably fight, Patrick ignores his request. Later in the novel, Boone and Little Bear fight while Patrick refuses to reverse the process until it is too late. 
and Boone gets shot by Little Bear with an arrow. Omri remembers he has it. God, this sounds just so fucking well, how, does that, how does that any of this factor into our dildo discussion here? Well, well I just want to see if that, like, is there, like, a definitive list of everything he put in that cupboard? Uh, so he put in a toy. <laughs> okay, so he put in a toy horse. Yeah. He put in a toy cowboy. He put in these a... Are all, like, these are all full, like, figures or animals. Just small, like, three-inch figures, yeah. it seems like. Then he, he, put, he put in, like, a... Like a a he, ball. He puts in no. He puts in a medic, a World War One soldier medic. Uh, uh, then he has a. Uh, oh, he gives her. Uh, he gives his uh, little bear a bride. Okay, that's kind of weird. That yeah. was in the sequel, Bride of Little Bear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, okay, and then so now, okay, now I'm moving on to the return of the Indian. Well, does he have any toys that are like not like just action figures? No, probably not. That's what I'm just looking here. I'm you trying like to think. Slinky? Yeah, the next one really just has to do with Little Bear. Boone makes a comeback in the second one. The secret of the Indian is, uh, yeah, the, yeah, it just seems like only toys go in there. I'm re- trying to read this real fast, but right. So going by the logic of of the of the of the Indian in the covered universe, it would just be a big disembodied penis. Certainly seems that way. Yep, and it might okay. be. A, it might talk also. Yeah, because like, well, yeah, I guess well, if you use the logic that a toy Iroquois can't talk, but then once is put in the cupboard can, then I get, but penises, but yeah, penises don't talk. Uh, yeah, exactly. A penis doesn't talk. So yeah. I think, I think like really I just assume it can talk out of its dick hole probably. No, but, but yeah, but, but see now you're just anthropomorphizing the penis. It's not like the, could the horse talk? If the horse could talk, then maybe the penis could talk. Uh, I don't think the horse talks. No, I don't. I don't. No, so then the penis could not talk. I don't believe the horse. No, and, and often, often we do use horses as stand-ins for big penises. So yeah. that is the definitive There's answer. Transferable properties no, he, between the two. Of he them. puts the horse in there to do this for. To, it, he becomes Little Bear's horse essentially. So, mm-hmm. that, so there's it's, no it's talking. A little different horse. from like the Toy Story universe where the it, it can just be any toy, no matter like the shape or whatever, has like a personality and is like alive. Whereas this, I mean, unless we're missing something here, it seems like he just puts like action figures and dolls and stuff in there. Is the um, cupboard big yeah. enough to fit the dildo? That's the other question. Is, is he, the cupboard very small? Is he like putting the spirit into the toy or is he awakening the spirit that's already inside it? Now that's a great question also. So, okay. So I think we can, we can say definitively that the, like the dildo would turn into just like a disembodied penis. It wouldn't turn into like a creature that could like the balls or the legs again. And no, no, no. Yeah. Just, like, it's just out of the head of the dick. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't even know if the balls would be like the legs. I feel like it would kind of just like flop right. around like yeah. one of those like uh, duck toys that dips in and out of the water. Oh, yeah. I feel I like th- it would I agree, move like, kind of just disembodied. It would just, it would just flap around. It wouldn't I th- walk. I think it would just bounce around on its own balls. Probably. I don't think it would bounce. I don't though. think they like would I, bounce. You, you I, go, I don't know what your balls are like, but I can't imagine. Mine, if, whenever I've bounced mine off a table, there's not much rebound yeah. there. There's very yeah. little give in a man's The bouncing would be too spring. anthropomorphic. Too, yeah, right? that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, and same it thing would have like, to move like a disembodied penis, and that would, it would just roll around. Yeah, I'm still thinking yeah. of like a cartoon dick over here and not uh, no, like yeah. so you have supremely to realistic, so, uh, you know. Which the is, next question is, would it turn into, like, would it be, like, a sliced-off dick? Or would it just be, like, like not cauterized, but you know what I mean? It would be smooth at the back. Smooth right? at the back, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, you would you would think so, you but would if, assume this turning, so. if this is turning into a real penis and it has real properties, then if it's disembodied, if it's disconnected, then it would be like cut off, right? It would be sliced. Yeah, I think the point you're bringing up there is good because you have to consider that Omri uh, inherently knows that the cowboy and the Indian will mm-hmm. fight, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. he knows that those properties belong to those separate yeah. People, so I would assume. Yeah, I think you're actually right. I do think there may be some evidence of a severance. I don't think so. I think it's perfectly self-contained. Because- but then, but then to me, that's not like a real thing. You know what I mean? Like all the stuff he puts in there turns into like I mean a miniaturized version, obviously. But it, like, it brings them real. to life, though, right? Like it, it does. It, no, I agree, it does. But if you just brought the dildo to life, it wouldn't suddenly be like you know. Be gush, okay. Okay. No. No. But what about this? Wound. Okay. Or whatever. Okay. I don't know. I, what... got, I have the perfect uh, <laughs> rejoinder to that. Okay. Okay. Um, Walk me through your thinking here. Presumably, the action figures didn't have any sort of like orifices. Like it, it they wouldn't have like a mouth hole. It would just be like a smile, right? Mm-hmm. It would be just completely solid and like covered, right? Yes. But, mm-hmm. but when they come to life, suddenly that can open up. They have working internal organs obviously boone is is shot and like bleeds out yeah suddenly the gun has uh gears and stuff yeah so all that stuff starts working right and all that stuff happens so what i'm saying is like it would it would be a severed penis it would have to be if we're going by the logic of the cupboard and all the toys that were put in the cupboard does it i still think perfectly self-contained does the the dick have to pee no that's a question it's not attached to a body, but is an action of a penis. We all know pee is stored in the balls. Well, that's I would what I'm say, saying. So, no, I would say uh, <laughs> no. Doesn't um, pee, but it does come? Well, no, because I think, again, I'm going, I'm going with the, the theory that it has been sliced off and severed. And when he opens the cupboard in the morning after putting his mom's dildo in the cupboard, <laughs> he's going to open it. There's going to just be fucking blood everywhere. And it's just going to be, there's like a stump on the end. Like, it's just going to be the severed dick. And it's going to have shriveled up, too. Like, it's not going to stay the same. So so your story is much more depressing. Sounds like the dildo is going to die. I feel like it's a better lesson for children. (laughs) Which is is what? Don't sever your penis? Don't don't set your expectations too high. Like, it's not going to turn into this, like, perfectly smooth... Just like superhero dick, you know? Because that's what they're definitely going to be thinking. A nine-year-old kid is yeah, like, oh, like, boy, oh. I hope this dick comes out human, but very smooth and perfect. Yeah, no, exactly. Like all the people leaving me at school, I'm going to just bring this for show and tell, whatever. You can't bring just like a shriveled, like, bloody stump of a dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the kids will be like, what is this? Just an, a plantain? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just be like a smooth, like throbbing like just it's you can it's just like pulsate like it has to be like that but it's not going to be is what i'm saying do no, you think can it come though no i don't think it can no you think the cum is no good it no, has I think to be attached maybe, to a body so i think maybe if you caught it right as it was uh turning right as it turned into a dick okay. you could quickly quick like before it shriveled up and, and bled out you could quickly jack it off and get <laughs> and get the remaining cum out of the ball so it's kind of like when you so fast. So it's like when you die and then like your body like shit still like after you die. Yeah, you have like three seconds where the, it's like still twitching, sort of right. Or like how chickens can run around with their with their heads off, right? So yeah. I think you have just this very very small window of opportunity to jack off uh, the dick from the cupboard. 
So you have to basically, I don't know if it like dings like an oven when it's done or whatever. But you for sure. It. it for sure does. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, how do you know? He just goes to sleep. It's like and an easy bake day. oven for dicks. Yeah. Like to see what, at what point does the thing turn into a real thing? So he has to, first of all, the kid has to figure that out. I don't know. I think it's immediately. Now. I think if you turn the key and then you reopen it. Okay. So it's like not it doesn't overnight. have to be. No, no, no. You don't have to go okay. to sleep. Because I, I seem to recall John saying something about that him is what he does the in the day. in the movie. He does go to sleep and then wake up the Be, next because day because he wasn't expecting it to do what it does. exactly. Okay, I right. do think but, later but on, yeah, yeah, I think once he figures it out, it just goes in and then he opens it and it's. I think Justin's right, or it's at like least a, in the, it's like a life oven. Yeah, at least okay. in the film, that's kind of what I remember. Okay, so it's an immediate thing. So yeah, I think if you 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 put the dildo in the cupboard, you turn the key, you open it up, you quickly jack off the dick. And and make it come uh, everywhere, and then I, I think that, but that, that's the only like it you you can't wait. You have I can't to imagine that a child would want to jack it off. Like in my in my mind, the purpose of jacking it off quickly would be for like uh, like sperm donation purposes. Like no, I think well, like first of take all, a what would that, even happen if you impregnated someone with that? Well, what, what, would, what, well, what do you mean? What would even happen? They would have I, a baby. I'm, no, but I, I understand that. But like, who would the dad be? Well, that's I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, like, the cupboard. This, I mean, obviously the dick has been like severed, but like no, it's whoever made the who? dildo is the dad. I think the cupboard is the dad. Whatever company made the dildo to me but, is the dad. But the cupboard put the life into the dildo. Yeah, but which the, passes the life into the woman. The cupboard is the dad. No, I'm just I don't picturing think so. like uh, the boyfriend and girlfriend at the hospital. The girlfriend gives birth to a baby with a cupboard for a head, and the girlfriend's like, "What the fuck." <laughs> We shall call him Cuppy. <laughs> so, so okay. So severed. Okay. All I right, just so think it's because the company makes the dildo, right? Yeah. Well, so is it the person on like the factory floor? Like, first of all, when is the when is the when is the movie set, or the or the book? Uh, the book is set in is written in 1980. Okay, but is it set like earlier? Because the toys he have, he like, he has shitty toys. Uh, he has like 1950s. Toys. I, there's nothing that indicates that it's set any earlier than that. But other than the toys just being bad, yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, I mean, it it, it seems like it would be in the fifties, right? Just because given... those toys are lame as hell. I don't know. I don't know. And then in the eighties, in like nineteen eighty, I feel like army men and like those kind of toys would maybe. Be, but would I be think Star normal. Wars action figures were were pretty. Prevalent. We're like just coming I mean, out then. Obviously, for the movie, that would have been like a licensing nightmare. But yeah, that would have been. That's the original Ready Player One. Is is a version of Indian in the cover where he puts like all these licensed toys in there? Like, <laughs> yeah, Star exactly. Wars action figures. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't he have like a Han Solo? You'd think if it was taking place in 1980, he for sure would have that. But I don't think okay. those. I don't think the figures came. I th- feel like because I just watched that documentary on Netflix, the toys that made us or whatever. Okay. I feel like the Star Wars toys weren't until the second movie for some reason. Maybe I'm wrong though. I think it's right from the beginning. There's like I a, there there's a three some, year gap in between. I think there was I, some, but then they didn't go crazy until the second one. Whatever. That I was, was talking to a friend who said was that, that Return like, of the Jedi is that number two? That's, no, no that's, or well, number seven. That's Empire third, Strikes Back. Oh, Empire oh Strikes God. Back. Gotcha. Um, so okay, here's here's my question. Um, if you put a licensed toy in there, like a Han Solo, would it come out as just like a mini Harrison Ford, or would it be like a, a totally different? Like, you know what I mean? Would it be just Harrison Ford? Yeah, Would probably. he think he was Han Solo? Would he think he was Harrison Ford playing Han Solo? No, he would think he was Han Solo. But yeah, it would, I think but it comes out as... exactly like Harrison Ford. Yeah, I think Ford. it comes out as Han Solo, because that's the character. That's what the character's made in the... Okay, right. But 
I mean, I guess this is like in the, it was nineteen eighty, so it would have had to have been Harrison Ford. Like if you did it now, Han Solo has been voiced by uh, like numerous people in, in like, you know, cartoons right. and, and, and uh, video games and other. And also uh, Alden Ehrenreich or oh, whatever exactly. his name is. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's the so, guy now. Here's a question. Okay. I'm going back to the Indian thing. Yeah. Can he fuck? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he, okay. he got a bride. He got a wife. I know. But okay. So he, so he's good to go. Well, I don't know. Would the That's what I'm saying. Because like you assume if it's like a Ken doll down there. That's what I'm saying. When you when you turn the key in the cupboard, does he just have a dick and balls all of a sudden? That's well, but, exactly but again, right. It's okay, so again we go back to this uh this thing where okay, well he didn't actually have a mouth, you know, it wasn't open, he didn't have a working digestive system, he didn't have blood pulsing through him. Yeah. But when he kills the cowboy, the cowboy bleeds. There wasn't blood inside that toy. Yeah, and he probably had like Playmobil or Lego style man like cup hands, but then he had fingers afterwards, exactly. right? So, so, so yeah, I think you're on to something. Taking here. taking that logical step, yeah. So the the you put a male toy in there, it has a dick. You put a, a lady toy in there, uh, it has a pussy and an ass and like boobs, and then the guy also has an ass as well. And you like stuff comes out of it, stuff goes in it. It's this whole like it's just like a normal <laughs> thing, you know. Okay, but Ken and Barbie were famous for not having parts. So you think even Ken right. and Barbie, if they were in the cupboard, would have those parts? So Ken and Barbie, I think, uh, would not. Okay, because because again, they are that's kind of part of their what they're known for their personality, right? Okay, uh, and and they also have uh, like if I recall, it, they have like their name like imprinted on their crotch. I'm pretty sure. Uh, do they? No, I'm they don't. Fairly sure that they would do. be That's super like weird. Branding. They wouldn't brand Barbie's no, cooch. Do. No, they yeah. don't. I'm looking this up right you now. You are. This is. <laughs> they don't. Barbie doesn't have her own name tattooed where her vagina is supposed to be. My I, man. Okay, one sec. It one sec, definitely not. They put Mattel like on the foot of the Barbie. They don't put it on her whatever stump vag. I swear to God, nah, they had man. nah. It might have just been like under the clothes because my sister had a bunch of Barbies and Kens, and I know they were like branded on part of it. Where, it, but it was like not branded. It was like uh, the writing was kind of like Braille almost. It said like yeah. Ken or like Barbie. But, but that's and on the it, foot. It said Barbie like a bunch of times. I swear to God. Nah, man. I mean, I know that that's what you did when you stole your sister's Barbie. Was course, immediately yeah. look at their <laughs> their amorphous vagina. <laughs> Okay, I can't well, I tell if this is on, uh, this is like our best episode ever or our worst. Episode. Yeah, I think, I think we're off to a hot start here. Okay, I can't tell. I'm I'm unsure whether this discussion is good or whether people are going to be like, really? They're still talking. Like people are going to like just move their thumb ahead like ten minutes and they're going to be like, wow, still, still. like I'm going to still be like, on the dildo. Yeah, like I'll be like, so could the Indian fuck? Like that's where they skip ahead to. <laughs> well, they're like, wow, I think they're so. really fairness, just. I, I think we figured out the dildo. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I think we figured out the dildo too. But, yeah, now we're on to like does 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 the Indian Ken and Barbie the cowboy fuck? Yeah, Ken and Barbie. That's a different thing. Here's I mean, a, I think we need more info on Ken and Barbie. But go here, ahead, John. Here's another question. Now, if you yeah. put a human into the cupboard, does it become a toy? <laughs> so how big was the cupboard? Well, that's what I'm trying to remember. I was trying to look at. I was trying to look up. Uh, I was trying to look up uh, like pictures of it. Because right. I I, rem- I feel like I remember it being like quite small, like it could only fit the toy. Well, what if we put like a hamster in there? But oh no, yeah. okay, I'm looking at the cupboard now. Yeah, it could not fit a human. It could fit a baby though, definitely. Okay. But okay. okay, how about this? If it, this is, I think this is how they make dildos. They put severed dicks in the cupboard and reverse it into a dildo. <laughs> and that's why when you put the dildo in, it turns into a severed dick. 
You know what? You could be right. You could be onto something there. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were like, because probably the first people who wanted to make a dildo, they were like, well, how do we even, how do we even make this? Like, how do we even get it to be like a dick? And then they were like, like a, it was like a branch. And they're like, oh, we have a, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the first dildo was a branch. I think, I think as a result of this conversation, <laughs> she's going to come back and write a fourth book. And you know, well, she she's five, already written she? five, oh, so I she it was only three. So she's gonna come back six. and write a sixth. So, well, she's like, gonna rewrite the. Fourth. <laughs> well, to be fair, the fourth one was called "The Mystery of the Cupboard." It's so. like Superman. We just pretend that uh, right. some of the movies just didn't happen. We're rebooting it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it'll be the sixth book, and it'll be called "Sibian in the Cupboard." You know what? A better version of Indiana Cupboard. I get what you're saying. Small there. soldiers. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was a great movie. movie. Yeah. It would whipped ass. That was a great movie. Yeah. I loved I loved Small Soldiers. With uh, Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. He's like the head uh, little toy. I yeah. think so. I, I haven't seen that in forever, uh, but what a great movie. It's only got 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb and 48% on Rotten with, Tomatoes. With but. Jay Moore and David Cross as the toy designers. It has, uh, oh, yeah, Kirsten Dunst is in it. Yeah, David Cross, Jay Moore, Dennis Leary's in it. Uh, the names of the uh, army guys: Kirsten Chip Dunstan. Hazard, Brick Bazooka, Butch Meathook. Amazing! Kip it's pretty good, and it's also directed by Joe Dante, who made Gremlins. So it's like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like see, I saw it in theaters as Gremlins, and I remember it kicking ass. Yeah, I, I saw it in theaters also, and then I owned it on VHS. See, as I haven't well. seen it probably since I've seen it in theaters. I we think got it's it. on Netflix. That should be one of our bonus episodes. Yeah, I want to watch that again. Small yeah, I want to watch that again. Let's do that. The voice cast. Okay, so the voice cast. The voice cast the is amazing. Guys, Christopher Guest, Michael McKean, and Harry Shearer. Yeah, so you just have Spinal Tap basically. We gotta we gotta watch. That's June. That's our bonus ep for June. We're small watching soldiers. small soldiers. Okay. Sometimes it's okay to do a bonus episode for yourself, you know. Yeah, I think so. I I literally haven't seen it since night. It came out in ninety eight, so twenty years, twenty year anniversary viewing of Small Soldiers. Hell yeah, I'm very into that. Uh, I remember that I saw that in theaters because my dad and older brother were going to see. There's something about Mary, ah. and I was not allowed to see that, so I had to settle for. Small Soldiers, which was playing at the same time. So, I mean, the, and you might not think this, but the two films are actually very closely related because Cameron Diaz had a lot of small soldiers in her hair. <laughs> That's, that is true. Yeah. So, I mean, guys. Uh, all right. Well, that was a great uh, opening discussion. I feel like we should just go right into our clip of the week. <laughs> that, was one of, uh, that was one of the best discussions I feel like we've had in a very long time. I'm very, I'm very I mean, I do think that. that, I mean, considering that we were. I still believe the cupboard is the dad. Considering just want to reiterate that. Position. We were, uh, we did generate a lot of Facebook discussion <laughs> about when Pooh becomes alive and dead. Uh, yeah. I feel like this is going to, this will light up the Facebook but, a little bit. But I, I did have one final note here before we move on, because there was a local tie to this book. Uh, in the in the portion of the Wikipedia that's called Controversy, it says the novel has been criticized on its portrayal and representation of Native Americans. Of course. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, two people associated blah, blah, with the, blah, American, the American Indian <laughs> Library Association <laughs> considered the book and its sequels to be, quote, classic examples of highly acclaimed books riddled with horrendous stereotypes of Native Americans. Banks has created her Indian character from the mixed bag of harmful cliches so common among British authors. 
But then later down, we have a Canadian tie, a hook to British Columbia, in fact, because according to Freedom to Read, the book was challenged by a school board in Kamloops, B.C., and was temporarily removed from public libraries on the basis of the, quote, potentially offensive treatment of Native peoples. Yeah, that's what, uh, when you think of a city that's at the uh, forefront of, uh, <laughs> of human rights, you think Kamloops, British Columbia. I mean, we were talking about Power Rangers last week. The entire climax of that film takes place in downtown Kamloops. So, oh, really? Kamloops is in uh, the show once that's again. That's crazy. What a shithole Kamloops is. says the is. book was reintroduced into Sorry, libraries, Marlin. but the title was placed on the list of challenged materials for teacher information. I know Marlon's been a day one listener, but uh, I just cannot help but think that he would just be so much better off if he moved. I don't think he's from Kamloops originally, though. I feel like, I feel like he moved there Well, from he... an even smaller town. Kamloops is like the Winnipeg of BC. Yeah, Kamloops sucks ass. It's terrible. The Blazers, though, probably one of the great hockey franchises in the CHL. Hey, great jersey. Oh, for sure. They do have a great jersey. Awesome great jersey. Logo. Great logo. And just like, like it, blue and orange, right? Unbelievable like, yeah. dynasty in the 90s. Also. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Aginla, Nolan Baumgartner, Darcy Tucker. Dano Chara? No, was he on Prince George? Oh, Chara was on Prince George. Was Prince George, right. Yeah, and he wasn't good in junior. Yeah. <laughs> he was very bad. I mean, he wasn't good for the Ottawa Senators for quite a while either. Yeah, exactly. So that, that came later. Um, Speaking of hockey... Yes. Our clip of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we can talk about the Vegas Golden Knights a little bit, but I think that's well, going to come will. up in the mailbag. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Our clip of the week this week is ter- It's just terrific. It's, uh, it comes to us from uh, one of the Golden Knights broadcasts from this week. It's from game four, I believe. Scott Oak was interviewing Ryan Reeves on the ice. Uh, and these two have quite the rapport because I believe Reeves is like longtime friends with Oak's son, That's so correct. they've yep. like known each other for most of Ryan's life, and yep. you will certainly get that uh, familiar rapport in our clip of the week. Ryan Reeves. Can you be the answer to Dustin Bufflin? I am the answer to Dustin Bufflin. <laughs> Is that a real question? Yeah. No, we're live? Yeah, no. yeah we're live. <laughs> I mean, I hope so, yeah. He's a, he's a big boy, and he, uh, you know, he likes to run around, so hopefully I can counter that. Who bench presses more, you or him? Oh, me. Come on. I've been in your hot tub, Scotty. You know, you know this body. Come on now. <laughs> Listen, uh, the Jets uh, after Game One said it wasn't as physical as the games they played against Nashville. So, does your team have to grind it out more tonight? Yeah, I think uh, I think we got to you know add a little physicality to our game. You know, we got to slow down their speed. They're, they're a big physical team, but they got a lot of speed, so we got to slow them down. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Scotty. Sorry, I uh, I can't be part of your team. Is that it? No, one of my people. Oh, one of your people. Okay. <laughs> Start over. Well, we're keeping that, but I just want to say that having watched you grow up, that hurts. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Because <laughs> he called him out pr- previously for CBC being like very gung ho pro Jets, right? And was like, "Sorry, I'm not." Uh... Sorry, I can't be on your team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But That's there's great. a lot going on there. I lo- yeah, I mean, I love the start where he like he basically comes up with like what he thinks is just like a one on one funny answer with Scott. Well, he's, yeah, he treats it like they're just having a conversation, yeah. and then he's like, "Oh shit, are we live?" And then immediately <laughs> switches to like the politically correct, like, "Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I hope I can uh, hope I can do they, it." You they know, got a lot of speed over there. A big size and uh, yeah, but uh, I've been in He's your such hot a good interview that I, I don't care that Benning is going to offer him like a five year contract. <laughs> I've been in your hot tub, Scotty. You've seen this body. It's yeah. probably great stuff. The best, like 
the best answer to any on ice interview question in the history of the sport, I would say. I, I mean, isn't like one of Scott Oak's sons like a professional magician? That's right, Darcy Oak. Yeah. yeah, he he was like he made the final of America's Got Talent. Really? No, yeah. I think it was it was Britain's, Britain's Got, Got Talent. Talent. Yeah, it was you're Britain. Right. Yeah. Wow, yeah. he's insane. He's so good. Yeah, you're right. It was Britain's Got Talent. That's crazy. Yeah, so he like he tours all over. He's a good guy. Seems like, or a good magician, I should say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was like good guy just in my mind I did one of those things with Justin where I was like looking at him and I was just like guy and I thought, lost the track of magician of course that's what I am <laughs> a good so you're guy looking at me yes. thinking of course I understand yeah yeah uh, what a good he's a good guy Ryan Reeves had the game winning goal though this evening as he did the Las Vegas Golden Knights advance to the Stanley Cup final yeah, uh, we have a. We're going to answer a question about it, but just before we get to the question, I feel like we do have to address uh, the elephant in the room, which is Luca Spiza. Yeah, so Luca contract. The uh, he was yeah. He's that's definitely the elephant in the room, the golden elephant, as it were. Uh, but he uh, he's going to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. After being selected by Vegas in the expansion. Yeah, Stefan, you want to field this one on how it's like the most classic thing that could possibly happen to a yeah. Do we have that uh, theme music? Can we bring the theme music back? The Lucas Pisa would do yeah, of the week. Yeah, the Lucas Pisa yeah. would do of the week. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you can drop it in in post. or Do we still have it, though? I've got the drop. Oh, I've fantastic. Got, I've, I've yeah. got every drop that's uh, okay. ever I'm going to have to listen to this episode. I'm going to have to yeah. listen to this episode yeah. then because I need to hear that song again. I can so, do like, Lucas <laughs> We've all heard the song, John. So two two things. Wow, that's an interesting drop that you would pull that on on me. But two things, fair enough. Uh, I, I have everyone... to stick with my own. Sorry, Stephen. I got to stick with my own uh, philosophy on singing on this podcast, <laughs> and that is no one should do it. So go ahead. So e- everyone uh, at the beginning of the year was like, Vegas is going to suck. Uh, including like Vegas fans, presumably. And the owner, did you guys I mean, see that article going around? Did not suck, but he was like, "Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to be very good this year." But like, yeah. look, look at their D though. Like, like Derek Englund is a pivotal player for this team. It yeah. makes it makes no sense. Yeah, their um, pairings are are Schmidt, England, I think. Uh, Braden McNabb and Shea Theodore, and then Spiza and Colin Miller. Derek Englund is their number two defenseman. I think so. Yeah. What the fuck? It it doesn't make any sense, but but what I should have realized before the season started was that um, the funniest and most Canucks thing possible would be Spiza winning a Stanley Cup with Las Vegas in its first year, uh, and so yeah, that's like I can't believe I missed that. You know, obviously that's going to happen, and I, I've said this several times uh, on Twitter at least, but. Um, I want every other team to win a cup before Vancouver, so then at least we're the only team and fan base like allowed to complain about yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, you, you talked about this last week. Um, yeah, <clears throat> uh, and then sorry, the the second thing is it's funny. Like you'll still occasionally see people be like, "Oh, I guess maybe Jim Benning was right. Like maybe Spezia is good." Like Benning supporters being like, "Oh, you know, maybe this is Benning." Benning knew something about Spezia. Uh, two things about that. First of all, so if Benning was right about Spezia, then wasn't he wrong to give him up? And then uh, number two is Spies is like not playing very much this year. And when he has played, he's been like pretty bad. He had a really Im- important play though to uh, oh, I know. He had the assist. Set, up, set up a goal the other night. Yeah, but he had the assist on, uh, on the winning goal tonight too. I mean, it yeah. just, it, nothing makes sense anymore. But uh, I think our, our, our friend Brandt, friend of the show Brandt, had yeah. a good 
uh, thread on. Did you see that one? I did. I did yeah. He so sorry. I mixed up the pairs. So the first pair is McNabb and Nate Schmidt, and the second pair is Shea Theodore and Derek England. Okay. And then the third pair is Spiza Miller. England is still in their top four. I was right about that. Yep. Yeah, if, yeah. Brand, so Brant said, uh, you can explain. yeah, he said, so Brant's had a lot of good tweets this year because he, he's like famously hates uh, the NHL. Uh, he loves hockey, but he just thinks that like the NHL is like broken hockey, basically. And so he said his, t- I mean, his tweet string was, uh, didn't we all enjoy all of the just wonderfully exciting offsides reviews this year? Oh, totally. How could you argue? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would love to argue his point because, geez, it was so exciting, all all the offsides reviews that we enjoyed this season. Yeah, so he says, uh, the NHL's absurd obsession with creating false parity in every aspect of the league has finally given them the true embarrassment that they've deserved for years. Quote, we've broken the sport to the point where every game is a three-hour coin flip. The talent of the players doesn't really matter. None of the players are stars outside of the sport, and you're lucky if one thing happens in a game that is exciting, but any team can win the NHL. So is this a cool story that makes a ton of people tune in, or is it a huge embarrassment for the league that hockey fans will never hear the end of? Or is it both? It's both. It's definitely an embarrassment for the league, for like the rest of the league, obviously not for Las Vegas. And I'm sure Bettman's happy that, that Vegas is in the final. Like, why wouldn't he be? Yeah, of course. But it's, it's, it's just like the rest of the league does look very, very, very stupid. I mean, like Florida did this also, didn't they? Like initially, didn't they go to the cup final in like 95 and get uh, destroyed 96. by... 96. Right. So it, was their, it was their third year. Their third year. Yeah. Okay. And they got destroyed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but so they, not, but not the, right out of the gate. I think the thing is that people are are saying about Florida, though, is like, so Florida did that because they played the trap. So they were like, okay, this is the only way we can win. We have terrible players. Coach Doug McClain. We need to play a stiflingly boring version of hockey. John Van Beesbrook He's played play out, out of his, of his mind. mind. Yeah. Wasn't their best player Scott Mellenby? Uh, I mean, Ed Jovanovsky was probably oh, yeah. their best player. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Scott Mellenby was certainly on their top line. He was the captain. Uh, so Florida, yeah. So that was their thing. Whereas people are like, Vegas isn't doing that. Like they're playing high event hockey. They're just playing hockey and somehow Dude, they're 12 and three. I know they've they only beat... lost once per series. Well, no, they I lost mean, they will... twice to San Jose. Yeah, true, but, true, true. But yes, but like, I know what you mean. Yeah. Averaging like yeah. that's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, obviously Marc-Andre Fleury is just like superhuman at this point. Well, but- it was really funny too, that LA was like, you know, they, people were like, well, LA could have easily won. Like all three games were by one goal. Three of them were shutouts or two of them were shutouts. Like LA could have easily won. Vegas is fucked against San Jose. And then it's just like, then they beat San Jose and people are like, well, Winnipeg and Nashville are so good. Like for sure they're going to beat. And then Brant had a good point also. Yeah, in our- I mean, I said it after Winnipeg thumped them in game one. Oh, the totally. Vegas is finally facing a real playoff team. Yeah. And then they just fucking rolled them in four straight afterwards. I know. This is... It's so crazy. It's, in, it's like... it's And it's all... Like, really, it, it's, an, it's not an embarrassment of the league. I mean, it, it is sort of that. But, like, you know, who gave them their coach? Who gave them their top line? This is all on Florida. This yeah. is... Dale this Talon. This is Dale Talon. And, and like... It is it's it's exposing the idiocy of other general managers that yeah. like you made a bunch of dumb bets. You made like the worst choices you could in regards to this expansion draft and it's blowing up in your face spectacularly. Like he, 
Dale Talon literally handed them two-thirds of their top line. Marcia yeah. so has had 18 points in the playoffs. Smith is, like, pretty much the same. I'm not exactly sure the exact number. Yeah. 17, maybe. Well, the thing, and Brant made a good point in, in our Slack for my hockey pool where he also, because I said, oh, I said, I don't think that it's so much Vegas as it is Flurry. You know, he's standing on his head, and he's like, well, that's not, he's like, goalies playing well is, like, the most boring thing ever. Like, it's not, like, goal- I don't know about that, though. Some of the saves he made. Yeah, but I mean, but in the in the long run, like, goals are far more exciting than saves. That's probably true, but, like, those two consecutive saves that he made on uh, Shifley. For sure. And I think game three. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying they're not insane. great. I'm just saying that, like, that, that to me kind of makes sense, too, where it's like you should have more... You know the m- more thing, uh, more things. You know, and I, I think the, really the honest solution to this is that I think you make the nets bigger. I think if you make the nets bigger, it fixes everything. I is think. this the most dominating goaltending performance in the playoffs since Jaguar in two thousand three? T- no, Tim Thomas was fucking Tim Thomas probably, but Jaguar. I mean, Jaguar single handedly took Anaheim to the Cup final. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is Anaheim was a worse team because Flurry because they still too. have Marcia so. Like Ryan Lambert had a tweet yesterday where he was like, Flurry's going to steal the con Smythe from Marcheseau. Like, he thinks Marcheseau should have it over Flurry. I mean, consecutive two goal games to dig them out of the hole after game one in this series. Probably not wrong, really. Yep. Uh, but yeah, like, it's just like, it shouldn't work. You look at that back end, like, we've all been told forever that defense wins championships. Like, this defense. Well, and Pittsburgh's last year was fucking horrible, too. Their top pair was Brian Dumoulin and Ron Hainsey. Yeah. Yeah. So go from there. But it uh, makes, let's... It doesn't... Let's, and, uh, and Fleury also, like, he's he's been in the league for 15 years, and he's playing his best stuff right now. Yeah, like, man. None of this makes sense. Not any part of it. I think that's more the thing, is, like, I think rather than try and, like try and make sense of it it's just like it's insane that sports sports is sometimes fucking insane and they're gonna lose this is insane they're finally gonna lose now in the cup final because everyone's gonna like give up the narrative that like well it's gotta stop now we're all at a point now where it's like well i've said that a fucking million times already and it's never come true so i'm just going to embrace that they're gonna win and they will lose. I can even remember reading <laughs> articles in like November where people are like, well, Vegas is at the top of the Pacific. That's not going to last. Well, like it was like even dating yeah. back to that. Yeah. But I mean, it's like similar to, and maybe we had this conversation on this show during those months. It's like, remember when, when those teams were still stuck in the muck of like the years where they were consistently in the draft lottery every single year. There was one year where at like the start of November, or, like, yeah, basically the beginning of November, the top two teams in the NHL were Edmonton and Toronto. And all these, like, fans were just, like, having a party about, uh, I told you so, we're not as bad as everyone thinks. But it didn't last, because where did they end up? They were picking in the draft lottery again, of course. So, like, we're, we're conditioned to seeing these, uh, like, outliers i guess like every single year on some level and it's just this is the one that just that doesn't stop and i think it's partly that like maybe a bunch of these players like i don't think anyone is giving jonathan marcheseau the credit that he probably deserves because he came from florida and what like florida is like witness protection program you know like nobody knows who plays for florida 
I mean, I do, but I'm super smart. Yeah. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Questions? Yes. What do we have? We'll go from there into the top three questions of the week. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? We murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. Anything good in the mailbag this week, John? No way. Uh, First question, this is going to continue on the Vegas train. That's why I was trying to segue here out of the conversation. It comes in from at Herf McDurf. Uh, how long is it acceptable for me to be an absolute miserable bastard after watching my team just get fucking clowned on in the playoffs by an expansion team? Uh, like two seasons, probably. <laughs> well, depend. Which, who's he a fan of? Winnipeg? I'm assuming yeah, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. Oh, well, eh, I don't know. The thing is, Winnipeg is going to be good for a long time. So, and also, I think, if, I think if you were like L.A., well, L.A. won Cubs recently. I think if you're San Jose, two seasons. Um, But... Winnipeg, you, no, you're fine. Also, you're like, be back here next year. Bemoaning an expansion team when you're Winnipeg is like, come on, we are not that far removed from you not having a team, you know. Well, but th- that is totally different because they got the Atlanta Thrashers. That's true. Which is basically like getting an age. Like it's not like yeah, they were very the bad. Like who I mean, were the good pieces? Bufflin, Evander Kane. Um, like Jim Brian Slater, Little, Pavel, yeah, Little, Tobias Enstrom, Tobias Enstrom, yeah, who was right. a healthy scratch tonight, Pavlik, who was like okay when they first got him. Yeah, they just held on to him way too. I long. would say, uh, I would say you can be brooding this off season, but you'll be fine for the next. This team is, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. You have to think of like it does suck to lose to Vegas, especially because like after game one, you have to think as a Jets fan, like fuck yeah. Like, you know, like you I'm just even, knocked off Nashville. I'm even looking yeah. at his tweets, and this is a tweet from Herf McDurf on May 12th. Jets status, not San Jose. Which, in the end, he was right, because San Jose won one more game than the Jets did. Winnipeg did look really good that first game. Totally. So, yeah, and so I could totally understand that, but I think it's the same kind of thing with the Leafs. Like, obviously, it was really disappointing to lose to Boston in Game 7, but you look at it like, even if we don't win the Stanley Cup, the off season's going to be really fun and interesting. Uh, you know, we've got 20 million in cap space or whatever. The Jets. I guess have, that's the thing with the Winnipeg off season is like their off season. Free, is, what free agents are you going to sign? Yeah, yeah, I mean, for them, it's a little trickier because they got to re-sign Hellebuck and Truba and someone else big too. Uh, and Line A could be re-signed. Uh, they might know. want to re-sign Stastny, given how good he was. Yeah, so Stastny's them. a UFA. So it's like they have a little bit. Their their off season maybe not as fun as Toronto's, but you realize like you're like okay, like this is a team that's going to be competitive and fun to watch for a while. Yeah. So I will say, speaking as someone who was knocked out in the first round, which obviously isn't as difficult to deal with as the conference finals, and we weren't we were knocked out by an original six team, so the opposite of an expansion team. I would say my pain went away in like two weeks, maybe. Because you just kind of like, you just sort of realize like, nah, this is a really good team and the guys are still young and it's okay. Yeah, I would say you're, give, it, give it the off season. You'll be fine. It's uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's acceptable to be pouty until like the draft, probably. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. then, and then look forward to next year because you're the Winnipeg Jets. You're going to be, this is not your only kick at the can. And like I said, you should remember... When you didn't have a team not that long ago, 
Yeah. You were just in the third round of the playoffs. This is a successful season. Be happy about it. For sure. Okay, this question comes in from email from uh, from Brian Rayner. You can email us questions at realgoodpod at gmail.com. And normally, uh-huh. normally I read the uh, normally I read the Twitter handles of people. I feel like reading the email of someone is less kosher. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, his is uh, Brian. This uh, is Brian four seven two at gmail.com. Brian spelled with a Y. Uh, okay, here we go. He says. Um, I've been trying to exercise. This is a bit of a long question, so bear with me. I've been trying to exercise more lately, and someday I'd like to lose some of the weight I've put on as I've gotten older, but I have very little willpower. That's gotten me thinking. Say a genie offered you your ideal body, whatever that is, muscular, lean, whatever, and it would stay that way for as long as you live without having to expend any effort or even think about it. The catch is that it's a pale shade of green all over from the neck down. I mean, it looks like skin with all the natural texture and hair and whatever. It's not like you're wearing a green man suit, but it's pale green. Do you take it? What if it's pale blue? What if the green or blue is dark and not pale? Uh, What about spots, stripes, etc.? What does this offer have to look like before you say yes? Uh, Light green is fine. I think I, I wear sweaters and pants all the time. So. Yeah, it's just from the neck down. So your face still looks normal, right? And yes. your body would like feel like it would feel chiseled. So if, if, if you're in the dark or it's mood lighting, like no one's going to notice. That's right? true. You would definitely have to explain it to someone. Summer would be weird because summer's usually prime hookup season. And that's when you would theoretically be wearing much less clothes. So you're like hoodie and pants disguised. I would uh, travel the country going to those like paint <laughs> parties or whatever. <laughs> You're just like, oh, this is actually I spilled paint on me. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd be hitting Comic Con as yeah. Drax the Destroyer, like nonstop. I'd be hitting. I'd be going to all sorts of like cosplay events, and I'd just be like, I'm Batista in Guardians of the Galaxy. So you would do it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Uh, I think I, I would do it. I feel like I. I wouldn't say I have my ideal body, but I definitely don't like dislike my body enough that I would need to turn it pale green. I guess. I don't know. I just think... And I also like playing sports and working out and like stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I could theoretically make my body I look could be Drax a little all nicer the time. It it's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, get some like tattoos and shit uh, to really uh, augment it. Okay, so what about if you had to have spots or stripes? I had to have spots. Yeah. And and stripes. Yeah, spots, kind of spots? or stripes. Like, are they spots that look like like a disease thing? Or well, like a he says he says, what if you were green but you had blue spots or blue stripes? Yeah, I'm thinking I just look like this, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that'd be fine. That's definitely what what is good. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed John a picture of Drax because yeah, I know he really, doesn't see movies. Didn't really do a lot for me. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have no I don't no idea what you're referring to. Yeah. When you said Drax, I mean, I know it's Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't know. That's about it. Okay. All I know about Guardians of the Galaxy is that Drax is definitely a person that is in it, and I am Groot. And he's played by Batista. And I know that. And that's literally all I know. I don't know anything else. And I know Chris Pratt is in it. Yes. And I know so, that- yeah, the, the answer is yes to the light green skin thing. You do the spots, too, and stripes? Spots, probably not, no. Yeah, no. stripes, probably not, either. No, that's no, where you no, draw no, the I line? Just, I just, like, I look like I'm wearing, like, wrestling gear all the time. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So you'd say no. I don't want to. Yeah, no, I don't want polka dots. Okay, a polka dotted body. See, I guess that's what you have to weigh. Is like, what would be what would be worse? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your own body or having spots or, on your body or having like dusty roads tights yeah, permanently basically. on my body. Yeah, that's would be basically correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, huh. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll I'll take the green skin, but because then like but, it but, could be like a freak accident, also, right? Like it'd be like I experimented to get the perfect body. And yeah, this is totally. The, this is the freakish result. Totally, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> have met people that have been in accidents that have pale green skin. I'm thinking comic book wise, man. I know exactly what you're thinking exactly. of. But this is real life we're talking. About. I know, but we're not in a fucking cupboard. Oh, here, really? Though. It's real life when a fucking genie gives me my dream body. Yes, but it's tainted with a color. Yes. We're dealing with real life now. Yes. Oh, okay. This is a very important question. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Okay. This is real life. I say yes. Okay. But not to spots. No polka dots. No stripes. Okay. Yeah. So if you had to have polka dots or stripes, current body. Mm -hmm. And if just the blue one, I don't know. Like, what looks, what would look more sickly if I was blue or green? Blue. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last question, 300 pointer. This is a great, I, I like this question because there's just a lot of stories we could tell here. This is from Ryan Gurney. I know he's a long time listener. He's been on this board before. This is his first time in this half year. Uh, he's at rgurney23 on Twitter. What is the biggest shit show you have ever seen in a minor slash junior slash beer league game? I think beer league's a different level. I want to go with minor sports or junior sports because I feel like beer league, then it's a story of something you've been involved in, mm-hmm. which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Or not stupid, but it's just not as entertaining. I'm going to have to go with beer league, though, because I, like, I, I've been to like a lot of junior games and minor league games, and like nothing super crazy has happened. Okay. Okay. Um, and actually, technically, I wasn't even here for this game, but uh, on Beer Salona, uh, they played uh, Mayor Gregor Robertson's team. Oh, I think I've heard this story. And apparently he was playing like really dirty. So Chris just Chris James just started like shit talking him about like political stuff. <laughs> like not soccer stuff. So about like I think his like approval rating and like the election and like just like getting under his skin. And I I, th- I think he may have not even like shaken hands at the end. Uh Chris got under his skin so badly. Um and I wish, I wish, I wish I could have been there for it. Um, I'm sure Chris will tell us all about it, um, but it, it was, yeah, I, I, that to me is just like the ideal beer league moment. You're playing the mayor, and so you're like, wow, when am I going to get an opportunity to shit talk the mayor to his face again? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's true. That's pretty good. That is very good. And Chris is angling to come back on the show. He has he is, been. He is. I mean, I, I will say my favorite bit that Chris ever did on, on, the, on Beer Salon, and it's weird, first of all, that you're doing bits on a soccer team. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite bit that he did was he would bring, uh, he would only drink water out of Fiji bottles or Voss bottles. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this we're just like playing like beer league soccer, like the lowest level of soccer in Vancouver. And everyone just has like a normal water bottle, and Chris is like running to the sidelines and taking a sip of his Voss, and it's like actually Voss water. It's not like tap water in a Voss bottle. It's like a brand new <laughs> bottle of Voss water, and that's like the tube one, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that was a good bit. I mean, it is funny because that's what Chris is like in real life, though. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. He will only drink Fiji or Voss, yeah, or water that he's run through his own filtration system. Yes. Uh, Justin, you want to go next? Or you want me to go? Um. I just am having a hard time thinking of something from, uh, like, minor leagues. You know, I mean, I Which worked is weird, in Junior B were, yeah. and Junior A for three years, so you'd think I would have seen some things. Which I certainly did at one point uh, in the final. We've talked about Brendan Lazenchuk before. Yes, the, uh, the, the 19-year-old you punched out. I, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was he, he knew what he was getting into. 
and I'm, he was 20 at the time. So it I think not, that's the definition. Like I beat up I, a child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think when you when you hit a teen, as long as they were asking, he was for 20. It, he literally was asking for it. He wanted me to fight him. Yeah, yeah. And I said, sure. I don't want to do this. And then he hit me in the ear, and then I knocked him out, basically. If, uh, yeah, I mean, if a student... <laughs> he punched me in the ear. That's on him, I think. If a student if a student tells me to punch them, I know it's okay. He's then. not my student. I know. But still. He's my buddy. He's my friend. Was he? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a weird friendship you got there. <laughs> when you're drinking until the wee hours of the morning, sometimes weird things happen. Not when you're drinking fizz. That's true. <laughs> okay, so I did see Brendan Lazenchuk once in the final, like, Five seconds of a game that I think we were playing in Sexsmith. Uh, he like ripped off. He basically like got into a fight after that. He hit the post. They were down one goal in the final minute. He hit the post. Uh, they lost the game, and he got into a fight at the in the dying seconds where he fought the he, post. He basically like ripped his own jersey off and his own pads off, and was just like shirtless scrapping this guy and just hammered him and then was like you know giving the crowd the what for with his shirt off on the road in an enemy barn with like five seconds left it was pretty good it's not like the wildest scene i've ever seen sure the wildest scene i've ever seen was in the nhl uh was like the 19 i want to say like 98 era vancouver canucks stefan yeah if uh like like the era really they were just like they would just fight. Yeah, the era of the team where Brad May was a legitimate first line winger. Yeah, and when I say legitimate, I mean they played him on the first line, not that he was a legit first liner. No, yeah. Uh, and yeah, there was a game that my dad took me to where they played the Arizona Coyotes, where like by the end of it, the ice was just like red with blood there was like not one spot of ice on the entire sheet that didn't have like a a blood stain on it on some level it was just a disgusting brawl bloodbath game uh between the canucks and coyotes uh and brad may was at the center of all that stuff and it has uh stuck with me my whole life basically so i'm gonna go with that one all right uh so mine is actually from a surrey eagles game and, uh, Sorry, who? yeah, the blurry beagles, but at the time <laughs> they were the Surrey Eagles. They were a respectable organization owned by regular people. Okay. And, uh, they were very good and they were playing a rival in the playoffs. And, um, there was, uh, some Eagle. I don't even know if they were Eagles fans. I mean, I don't know that you can really call anyone like a true fan of a junior A team. I mean, there's a few, but you uh, know. in like '98 and like the Scott Gomez years, I yeah. would say probably it was a, it were... was a little after that, but they were very good still. Okay, and uh, there were it was a playoff game, and there were two. Uh, there were there was a whole row of people sitting behind the visiting team's bench, who was the Burnaby Bulldogs. And uh, there was a, a lady who was uh, a young young lady, I'd say like early 20s probably, was mouthing off the Burnaby Bulldogs bench during a timeout. So the coach is trying to talk to his team during a timeout and she's just yelling at the bench. And I was sitting like one section over, so I had a pretty good view of this. So she's like mouthing off the bench. So then the uh, one of the guys on Burnaby squirts water in her face because the bench is there. They're above. So you're above the bench, but there's no glass or anything like that. I should make that clear. So they're they're sitting what I would say is about six feet above the bench, perhaps. So uh, she's yelling at the bench. One of the players on Burnaby squirts water into her face. 
Well, she doesn't like that very much. So she gets up and there's a railing between the, the, the crowd and the, uh, and the bench. So she's up leaning over the railing, like just screaming at this bench and just fucking going off and just a stream of swears. So they just start really like just squirting her more with water and she's incensed. Mm-hmm. And so the and security's kind of common. People are kind of getting out of the way. So it's almost like the whole row around her kind of empties because they're like, well, this isn't going to be a good situation. So the row kind of empties. Then her boyfriend, uh, or I'm assuming her boyfriend comes, it looks like he comes back from, I don't know, the bathroom or getting a snack or whatever. And he just comes back and sees his girlfriend essentially screaming at the Burnaby bench. So he sprints down the stairs, comes right over and he starts leaning over. And one of the Burnaby players just takes his stick and swings it double overhand, swings it at him, and misses him by like you could. A it was just like, just like I'm sure he felt the wind. Like it was timed. Like it was basically as soon as he ran to get to the seat, the guy swung the stick because he knew that it was going to be a bad situation. He just missed him, and then the guy started climbing over the railing to get into the bench. So then another player takes his stick, and the coach had to like grab the player's stick from hitting the guy, and then the coach is like pushing the guy back over the railing. And then two security guys came in, picked, hauled this guy over the railing, and he's like throwing punches at the security guys. So the security guys start punching him back, and they literally like had to drag him out of this hockey game. And it was just fucking crazy. So then it's junior hockey, so they don't know how to deal with this. So they clear out the entire section behind the bench mm-hmm. and like whatever. And then, yeah, and then the game just goes back on. But it was like... That was the craziest shit I've never seen anyone like fight with a player's bench. And yeah, honestly, like this guy was an inch away from being scalped by this player. It was insane. I've never seen a fight in the stands. Oh, I've seen lots of fights in the stands, but that was the first time I've ever seen one at the players. In Junior B with the Junior Canucks, and I think it was again in Sexsmith. Though this one might have been in Beaver Lodge. Can't quite remember. No, I'm going to say Sexsmith. A parent from the, of the, like of the opposing team tried to rush into the Dawson Creek dressing room. To <laughs> That's like, a smart move to like fight a kid. After smart the game. Smart. So you're definitely going to win that fight, but I've never actually seen like a fight break out in the stands. Before. Oh man. I've definitely seen quite a few. Yeah. They used to, uh, when I lived in Newmarket in Ontario, they used to have a junior a team there and they were very good. And we had a rival. Uh, the rival was Barry's. This is pre Barry's OHL team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they played in a seven game series for the league championship and they oversold the arena by 500 tickets. People, oh were, pe- people were sitting in the aisles. Like that was just normal. <laughs> Like it was like the mo- crazy fire hazard. My dad will tell you about this. We went to every game that was in Newmarket, so they had home ice. So it was one, two, five, seven. The home team won every game except Game Seven. Barry beat Newmarket in overtime. One of the best hockey, some of the best hockey I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, the final game, they literally they must have oversold by five hundred, and there was a huge fight in one of the bleachers because what they had was they had seats all the way up, and then in the back they had like three rows of just like bleachers that you could sit in yeah and one of the bleachers just got mental it was uh yeah it was a good time so yeah i've seen a few oh i think well did i not tell a story about the fight at the vancouver canucks game with the between the old guy and the young guy i must have told that story you did i think yeah, I where the old that. guy took yeah. his shirt off and then yeah. punched the young guy yeah, out. yeah you oh, did. You, you, that was friggin you excellent did mention that, yeah, yes. i would have had to because it was one of the funniest things <laughs> i've ever seen he took his shirt off 
one-punched this young dude. The young dude falls back into his friends, and then security comes down, and the old guy's like, I know, I know, and like pats the security guard <laughs> on the shoulder, puts his shirt back on, and just walks out of the arena. It was phenomenal. Uh, well, before we exit the mailbag, as we said, so many people wrote in about Lucas Biza uh, and if he's going to win the cup. So let's just get a definitive yes or no answer from all three of us. Do we think Vegas is going to beat whoever comes out of the East? I mean, I had Tampa winning the cup, so, so, did so I. I will stick with that. I had Winnipeg winning the cup, so uh, that's not happening now. I came close, though, with my prediction. Yep. Um, I'm going to say Vegas wins because I, what do I have to lose at this point? I picked Tampa in my bracket, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go all in on Vegas at this point. Wow. And right. also, I'll I th- be the one to center. I think we're going to... Uh, Stefan, do you look forward to a summer of people like talking about the sublime leadership of Lucas Pisa, given that he wears a letter for Vegas? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't posted on Hockey Dipshit for a while now. I think I logged in once to call this one Canucks guy the dumbest member of Canucks Twitter and then logged in again a day later and had like 4,000 notifications. <laughs> <laughs> I've been avoiding hockey for the most part, and it, it feels nice. Well... We will go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. A lot of people love each other. The world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, I'm going to go to the, another video game. I don't think I mentioned this one yet. I've done like three video games in a row, but uh, we've been, I've been gaming a lot recently. Um, Conan Exiles. I, I knew you were going to say this one. Yeah. yeah. It's so much fun. Um, it's almost, it's sort of like an MMO, kind of, because you can like work together to. Um, go like take down like big enemies and stuff, but it's almost like a Minecraft game too, because you're, you're building a a giant fortress and the map is just gigantic and, uh, there's nudity, uh, and the penis, uh, the penises have like, there's like a physics engine. So they like bounce around and, um, I mean, that's obviously, I've been seeing you post a bunch of videos of like penises that just like look alive Look at the okay. They're just like bouncing do, do favor, on their right, own right now. Go to the go to the account. Go to I think I just retweeted it, and look at the video I just retweeted of me getting hit in the head with a trebuchet, and tell me you don't want to play this game. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable how much fun this. What like, is when it, you're playing what with is other it people, about? It's like the Conan the Barbarian universe, but as like this big kind of online like Minecraft MMO sort of game. Okay, gotcha. And you're like leveling up your character. So were you all playing together? We were all playing together. So right now we have like a clan and uh, like a private server. So it's all just like friends. (laughs) So we're all teaming up. Did you watch it? Yeah, Yeah, I just watched it. It's hilarious. Yeah. So what we were doing there was we had the trebuchet set up and we had everyone uh, climb uh, and hold on to the side of this tower. And we were trying to knock people off with the trebuchet. And you can just do shit like that. Or you can do like, you can just level up and explore or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, we got the private server. We're, re- we're going to reset it and start with two separate clans so we can at least like fight each other. Because right now we've all been working together. So um, we're going to change it up a bit and 
have like separate bases and stuff. So yeah, it's it's really really fun. Sick, cool. Would would you like to go next, John? I can oh, go. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, sure. Whatever. I mean, I'll do whatever I need to do. Uh, I will recommend. Uh, I'll go with the video game route as well, and I will recommend the Super Nintendo Classic. Um, I just Amazon finally got some in. I got one. If you're listening to the show, you know what it is. If it interests you at all, you probably have it. And if you don't, and it interests you, you should get it. Yeah, it's I got want- lots of good games on. I mean, I own not to be. I own a lot of the games already, but it's nice, like an original Super Nintendo. But it's pretty nice to have them all on like one compact system. And it's got a few games that I didn't have that I've never even really played, like Yoshi's Island and Super Mario RPG. And Earthbound. I love. Uh, Earthbound, I haven't played ever. Yeah, so I, I might have to get into that. And yeah, so there's a few of the like longer games on there, like Link to the Past, which I've played, but I haven't beaten in ages. Earthbound and uh, Final Fantasy VI. Super Mario so. RPG is like one of my favorites from when I was a kid, but I definitely found in replaying it that it is for sure like a game for children and that it is it's just like spectacularly easy. Oh, really? It's like impossible to die. So enjoy that. But sure. it's good. It's I fun. hate dying in video games, fun one. so that's perfect. Yeah, and Kirby Superstar is amazing too. So I, f- I feel like there's more questions than I want to poke at there, but I know we're about to do a video game theme exactly. bonus episode, so I will save, save it, it for later. Uh, and I am going to recommend a book filled yeah. with illustrations. Oh. It's a comic book. Oh, okay, well that's <laughs> but, uh, way that's way less cool. It's pretty fun. It's uh, I picked this up after uh, seeing Infinity War, of course, because. Uh, Jim Starlin is like the guy who came up with a bunch of the Marvel cosmic stuff. He was the lead writer on Captain Marvel. He wrote the entire Infinity Gauntlet series. He wrote uh, this book as well, which I'm about to recommend, which is Warlock by Jim Starlin. It's the complete collection of his entire run on uh, the Adam Warlock book from back in the 80s or early 90s, I want to say. I'm not exactly sure when, but uh, it's really awesome. I think the art style is spectacular. If you uh, have read Infinity Gauntlet, if you're a comic book nerd who was like getting ready for the big Avengers movie that way, and you want to read a little bit more from this dude who is you know right up there as far as like just awesome kind of uh, you know uh, spectacular visualizations like Jack Kirby style psychedelic illustrations, the art is spectacular. And uh, I've had a ton of fun reading it as well. It is uh, Warlock by Jim Starlin. And I picked it up from uh, Golden Age for like 10 bucks. So the complete collection is super cheap at this point. I strongly recommend it. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommates have been Heather and Ben for the final time, I do believe, mm. if I'm not mistaken. No, no, probably one more after this. You got it. All right. Well, look forward to their <laughs> send-off next week then. Our producer, of course, Daniel Cazetto, uh, silent as always. But we appreciate uh, his uh, stoic stewardship, I suppose. Is that – I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Nope. If you want to support the show, and I don't know why you would at this point, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash show. Uh, we've got a great mailbag up uh, as you're listening to this. Came out a couple days ago as you're listening to this. And uh, probably another bonus episode coming later this week that we're about to record about the other big story in the world of hockey that we haven't discussed on this episode, which is which player is it? Which high-level, high-first-round pick 
of a very, very prominent NHL franchise is ruining his hockey career by being addicted to video games. We're going to go over the list of suspects and just talk about being addicted to video games in general. So that's coming out on the Patreon feed before the month is done as well. Look forward to that. And uh, you can also just do us a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store and rating and reviewing the program. Of course, that always gives us a little boost in their algorithms. And the website is realgoodshow.com. You know, all that good stuff. Is there anything that you two gentlemen would like, would like to plug before we wrap up here? Uh, the Oh, the roast of Jesse Farrar, May 26th, 5 p.m. Pacific on uh, the Go Off Kings on Twitch. Uh, so do you, I, hope, I hope you guys have your jokes written. And I'm going to be plugging uh, also a roast-themed uh, show, and that is uh, Roast Battle, Monday, May 29th. Uh, title fight, Stuart Jones, Ryan Williams, going to be a great time. Little Mountain Gallery, 9 p.m. Of course, a favorite guest of this program, Ryan yeah, Williams. Absolutely. So, yeah, he's going for the title. All the more reason to check that out as he uh, tries to take the belt. So good luck to him. Good luck to you if you're listening to this and whatever struggles you're going through. I don't even know what I'm doing. Let's just wrap this thing up at this point. Yep. Until next week, I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Heck. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Dick cupboard. in the cupboard. Well, that counts. That counts yeah, for sure. I absolutely. thought we were just going to do one word. So Yeah, we usually do yeah. one word, but I was yeah. like... I was going to say cupboard dick as Perfect. well. So, I, yeah, yeah, so that, we definitely... That yeah, that's, a, sure. that's that a match, counts. baby. i count that as a yeah. win. Yeah. All day, yeah. baby. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that, and that's also, I feel like, the episode title, Dick in the Cupboard. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the description for the episode is just what happens if you put a dildo into the cupboard from India in the cupboard. Yeah. Exactly. People will love that. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for uh, giving me a shortcut on my copywriting this week. I appreciate it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Even though I hold the weight of the whole world on my shoulders, I ain't never supposed to show it. My crew ain't supposed to know it. Even if it means going toe to toe with the Benzino, it don't matter. I never drag them in battles that I can handle unless I absolutely have to. I'm supposed to set an example. I need to be the leader. My crew looks for me to guide them. Some shit ever just pop off. I'm supposed to be beside them. That Josh said I tried to squash it. It was too late to stop it. There's a certain line you just don't cross, and he crossed it. I heard him say Haley's name on the song, and I just lost it. It was crazy. This shit went way beyond some Jay-Z and Nas shit And even though the battle was won I feel like we lost it I spent so much energy on it Honestly, I'm exhausted And I'm so caught in it I almost feel I'm the one who caused it This ain't what I'm in hip-hop for It's not why I got in it That was never my object For someone to get killed Why would I want to destroy something I helped build? That wasn't my intentions My intentions were good I went through my whole career without ever mentioning Never just out of respect for not running my mouth and talking about something that I knew nothing about. Plus, Drake told me stay out. This just wasn't my beef, so I did. I just fell back, watched and gritted my teeth while he's all over TV. Now I'm talking to a man who literally saved my life. Like, fuck it, I understand. This is business, and this shit just isn't none of my business. But still, knowing this shit could pop off at any minute.
to be a time when you could just say a rhyme and wouldn't have to worry about one of your people dying. But now it's elevated, cause once you put someone's kids in it, the shit gets escalated. It ain't just worse no more, is it? It's a different ballgame. You call names and you ain't just rapping. We actually tried to stop the 50 and Jobby from happening. Me and Dre had sat with him, kicked it, and had a chat with him, and asked him not to start it. He wasn't gonna go after him until Josh started gapping in magazines how we stabbed him. Fuck Smash him, mash him, let him have it Meanwhile, my attention's pulled in another direction Some receptionist said the source who answers phone to this desk Has an erection for me and thinks that I'll be his resurrection Tries to blow the dust off his mic and make a new record But now he's fucked the game up Cause one of the ways I came up was through that publication The same one that made me famous, now the owner of it Has got a grudge against me for nothing? Well fuck it, that motherfucker could get it too Fuck him, but I'm so busy being pissed off I don't stop the thing Inherited 50's beef with murder ink And he's inherited mine, which is fine Ain't like either of us mine We still have soldiers that's on the front line He's willing to die for us as soon as we give the orders Never to extort us, strictly to show they support us Or maybe shout them out and the rapper up in the chorus To show them we love them back And let them know how important it is to have Runyon Avenue Soldiers up in our corners The loyalty to us is worth more than any award is But I ain't trying to have none of my people hurt or murdered It ain't worth it, I can't think of a perfect way to word it Did it just say that I love y'all too much to see the verdict? I'll walk away from it all before I let it go any further But don't get it twisted, it's not a plea that I'm copping I'm just willing to be the bigger man if y'all can quit popping off Get your jaws with a knocking Cause frankly I'm sick of talking I'm not gonna let someone else's coffee rest on my consciousness a donor to thank and it is jb jb donated five dollars and i like to imagine it's justin Bourne That's wanting to I check thought. out his own bonus That's episode. That's what i thought too it may very well most likely not be him but <laughs> you just never know so thank you to jb i like that they wanted to keep uh, some level of anonymity absolutely yeah. that they didn't want to be caught supporting this program yeah that's key makes me feel good about myself absolutely so thank you jb and to everyone else who donates one love. Goodbye. I kissed there. I, Bye. I blew a kiss. I saw. It was great. Thank you. The touching moment. Thank you. Oh, motherfucker! Shut the fuck up there. Someone else. Las Vegas odds say he won't hit one more time, and he doesn't. Thanks, Batman. Billy, read me. He was named after Raekwon the chef, the guy from Wu-Tang Clan. You have some problems, you go emergency toilet for five minutes during, and then you say, and you, then you hit let and you don't say sorry, you think you're a good kid. I ain't getting this voice. <laughs> We're going to give them two minutes to think about what they've done. Consider yourself a pretty good tracker then, huh? Well, if it's just blatantly obvious, and curious where this sucker lived, and so I walked about half, uh, half a mile out of my way to 
sort that out. My bad, my friend. I'm sorry. Okay, but if you let it get to half by Wednesday, then you pay 20 no, minutes back No, it won't full. get to half by... Right, by if Wednesday, it's going to be 40, and then on Friday, it'll be 40 Not 40, again. 20. Yeah. It's going to be 20. No. <laughs> it's going to be 20. Not half. Half of 80 is 40. But no, listen to what I'm saying. Just fucking play score. Google me, Joe. Everybody Google me, Joe. You see that? I've been in your hot tub, Scotty. You know, you know this, buddy. 